This is Okradaski. We are Change.org with Tim Pashout, the Liberty Advisor, and we are going to be going over all the latest social and political updates dealing, of course, with this sickness, including some interesting news surrounding Bill Gates, who is supporting a plan to literally surveil the entire planet. Yes, an actual prison planet. We're going to get into that later. To be on. coronavirus. Yeah. 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 But first of all, let's talk about the latest developments surrounding this sickness as the U.S. death toll just doubled within three days and is expected to double from there to more than 4,000 people, 40% of them coming from New York, as, of course, the United States overtook the official numbers from China, which, of course, the official numbers are probably a lot different than the reality of the situation, as, of course, China is lying and concealing a lot of information about this virus from the rest of the world. But it surely is devastating a lot of parts all throughout the United States as we got news today that Rikers Island prisoners are being offered $6 an hour and some face masks to dig mass graves as New York City is preparing to be inundated with many people affected by the sickness. Already, New York City has seen 1,096 people die from this. And they have a contingency plan on Hart Island, which is located kind of uh, close to Rikers Island, to establish mass graves there. And that's the contingency plan that they have ready and set up there and already are asking prisoners to uh, be ready to work for. And again, pris prisons are being ravaged by this as well, of course, keeping many people in close quarters, just like we're seeing the military and the police is a very bad idea and is also spreading this virus more and more as police officers are going door to door in some states and hunting down uh, New Yorkers. So that's a whole other story within itself. But again, as I've been saying, law enforcement and military personnel are being ravaged by this as 1,400 police officers in New York City have tested positive for this sickness, many of them calling out for work, showing the symptoms. And of course, this is this is 17 percent of the officers in New York City at the NYPD being out of commission as other states release people from prisons, as other states say that they're not going to be enforcing laws, as police officers get more infected by this as they're going door to door, car to car all around uh, the city uh, and coming back to very close quarters. You can only imagine that this is an absolute recipe for disaster, which it essentially is becoming. Now, other people uh, across the world are deciding to cancel more events, as we just got the news coming in right now that Wimbledon has been canceled for the first time since World War II. Well, obviously, why? Because they are trying to take some serious measures in the United Kingdom. Now, the United Kingdom, I could say a lot of critical things about some of the enforcement is absolutely ridiculous, is absolutely stupid and backwards. There's police officers hunting people down for driving in their, in their cars. There's police drones attacking people because they're in nature by themselves. Uh, that's a whole level of policing. Again, the United Kingdom didn't take this threat seriously. They, they talked about herd immunity. Now they're taking it seriously to an extent that is just bastardized, stupid, and backwards and ends up hurting more people than actually helping people. So the UK 
another huge recipe of disaster. Didn't take it seriously. Now there's a lot more cases. People didn't take it seriously as well. And now they're going full balls to the wall in pure tyranny over there, which is absolutely ridiculous. I understand social distancing, but but stopping people because they're driving in their car, uh, stopping people because they're in a forest by themselves. You're st- uh, I came. I'm a family friendly show. We're not going to be cursing here. But of course, you know, a lot of people don't have. Uh, the luxury of even being in a full tyrannical police state like the United Kingdom. There's some people stuck on cruise ship as the Coast Guard just announced moments ago that all cruise ships shall remain at sea. And of course, that situation on, on many of these cruise ships that are still out there. Again, if, if you thought it was a good idea a couple days ago, even a week ago to take a cruise ship, um, we advised against it. It's a very bad idea, mainly because of a lot of the disinformation surrounding the sickness. The World Health Organization told you, oh, you can't get this person to person from the Chinese data. Meanwhile, this thing is airborne. It travels through air vents. And of course, air is circulated in cruise ships. Many people are in close quarters, even isolating in their rooms. The virus is circulating in there and, of course, creating a recipe for disaster, which is unfolding on many of these ships that are now stranded and isolated by themselves in international waters and having nowhere to go. Um, Again, something we've been saying Uh, is always take self-responsibility, be responsible for yourself because the government is not going to do the right thing. They haven't been doing the right thing. We're still financing the World Health Organization, which is a criminal organization with the way that they've been handling this. And there's politicians who knew this storm was coming, like Republican Senator Kelly Loeffer, who now is admitted to even dumping more of her stocks before this great impending correction crash in economic history that's happening right now. But don't worry, the mainstream media and the government, they're promoting Bill Gates as the savior here, the man who literally is very close friends with Jeffrey Epstein, who's lying about it, and planning to, to, to back a $1 billion plan to, to have the Earth surveilled in total surveillance grid. Uh, Tim, this is uh, the story that you wanted to talk about. Uh, let's talk about Bill Gates here. Well, uh, yeah, you're, before you were saying, uh, you know, balls to the wall. So I guess he's going from the from the balls to the windows. So we got with windows over here. We've got Bill Gates, who has three steps that the U.S. government needs to take to save lives and get the country back to work. So if we take a look over here that, uh, of course, what do these plans entail? Well, number one, uh, well, actually, so Bill Gates has been increasingly outspoken. Uh, yeah, I love how, you know, the richest person in the world or second richest person in the world that we know of. Uh, you know, that he's, you know, can be somehow be outspoken when he owns all the different uh, news wires and no, owns, you know, MSN and MSNBC. Anyway, shut down. Allowing states to enact their own social distancing mandates is a recipe to, for disaster. Yeah, you know, you can't have anybody, uh, you know, making decisions for themselves. You have big daddy government make those decisions for you. So until the case numbers start to go down in America, which could take 10 weeks or more, no one can continue business as usual or relax during the shutdown. He said, any confusion about this point will only extend the economic pain, raise the odds that the virus will return and cause more deaths. Number two, testing. Gates said more tests need to be made available and the resulting data should be aggregated so we can quickly identify potential volunteers for clinical trials and know with confidence when it's time to return to normal. He said there should also be clear priorities for who gets tested given the last test kits. And finally, surprise, surprise. More vaccines. Gates said a vaccine can be created in less than 18 months with a data-based approach and rapid trials. 
the federal government should help build facilities where those vaccines will be made. And then he was saying, hey, you know, in 2015, I gave a TED talk to help, uh, you know, warn about the global pandemics that could be rising. And yeah, of course he did. And that was the same one where he said, you know, we need to get the uh, Earth's population down to zero. More specifically, we need to get carbon down to zero. And the only way to do that is getting Earth's population down to zero. It's ba- paraphrasing is, uh, you know, from uh, that talk. But yeah, also part yeah, of He plan- also correlated the increase of vaccines, which will help population control and reduce the population of the world. I'm sorry, I don't trust this guy's vaccination program. And also there's other supplementing data showing there's there's two studies, some of them showing a 14 uh, percent and others showing a 17 percent case of people getting this virus and then getting it again. Again, the numbers are 14 to 17% of getting this virus again. So, uh, you know, we have to be very, very careful, especially with the talk of, of a vaccine. I, I, again, the pragmatic smart move would be to have a program that allows people to make their own masks, educates people on masks, has people wearing their own masks in public, and that would definitely make a significant impact look at the countries that are dealing with this well countries uh, of course like kuwait taiwan singapore south korea and now germany they're having an amazing effect they're not being destroyed by this their economies are not going to tank why because they're taking this seriously they're in the, they're, they're they're telling people to wear masks or they have a culture where they already wear masks you look at other other countries who haven't taken this seriously, prioritized money, well, they're getting absolutely screwed over. The United States still is going to get screwed over by this uh, because, again, I, I just saw Donald Trump during his press conference yesterday talk about, you know, just put a scarf around your face and maybe just do that. When asked about the clear lies from the World Health Organization, the CDC and the Surgeon General telling you it doesn't work again, that, that, that is just my, I, I want to rip my hair out when I when I see that. Donald Trump's talking about putting on scarf. Masks freaking work. I don't understand why we're bailing out all these other industries, why the 0.1% are being bailed out, but we can't have a national initiative to have masks for everyone. I mean, this is just so freaking ridiculous. And the masks help uh, the spread of this because people are asystematic of it, don't know that they have it. They help people not touch their face. They help people also get small doses to this and not large doses, which helps their immune system fight this off so they don't need to go to the hospitals that are being overwhelmed right now. But the government is telling you, the World Health Organization, all these trusted individuals are saying, don't worry, we got everything under control. It's going to be fine. It's just going to be the flu. Everything's going to be okay. And it's not. And it's not going to be okay when we have these stupid asinine buttholes that are trying to use this opportunity to take power away from you. And the only way to prevent that is to be responsible for yourself. Sorry, Tim, I cut you off. Going on around again, I'm pissed off because this was all avoidable. All of this was avoidable. We didn't need to have this overwhelming situation that's gonna get way worse, way, 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 way worse very soon. We didn't need that. We could have avoided it and we're not. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Bill Gates. Yeah, we're, none of us are really fans of Bill Gates. I think this is probably a good place to end it here. I mean, we'll just look at the, the cover of Drudge right now. Tracking apps to detect the sick. Pay slash for ER docs. Nurses fighting virus. Prisoners dig mass graves. Florida locks down. Uh, you know, Biden, prepare for remote voting for November election. Oh, I can't see how that's going to be used against us. Uh, infected Prince Charles breaks silence. This is a distressing experience. And this is just so much craziness going on. I, you know, I think that, you know... Um, you know, and who knows at this point? And of course, you know, as soon as I start watching tennis is right when they uh, cancel Wimbledon. But yeah, just just my luck and all this stuff. 
But no, that's the least of our least of our problems. You know, there's so many economic problems that we've talked about. This is the economic problems, in my opinion, are going to cause more deaths and devastation to people than even the virus. But you know, with that said, a lot of the virus damage is going to be caused because of you know inept government and rules and regulations that were there to uh, to begin with. Yeah, all of this could have been prevented. All of this could have been avoided. And all it took is the proper information, communication, knowledge to get out there to the general public. Wear a mask, be smart, be conscious of other individuals that may, I'm gonna go into this uh, in tomorrow's video uh, because a lot of people are just totally misinformed uh, and, and either uninformed or just totally heartless talking about, oh, it's just old people. Oh, it's just people with pre-existing conditions. You'll be shocked to, to understand how many people have pre-existing Well, that gets back to the Mark Twain quote. You've got, you know, a huge amount of, a huge percentage of Americans who read are misinformed, and then the ones who don't read are uninformed. And so usually everyone's either uninformed or misinformed in America, and that's why you've got to change the news. Yeah, one of the, one of the comorbidities, again, one out of the two adults in the United States has hypertension. That's one of the comorbidities that's leading to complications, that's leading people to die from this. Uh, and again, one in two Americans has that. And you're talking about, oh, it's only the sick. It's only the old. One, that's heartless. Two, it's stupid. Looking at the data, you should be taking this seriously. I don't understand why you're believing the World Health Organization, the mainstream media. Uh, again, take this seriously. Be smart. Be responsible. Uh, take precautions. Grow your own garden. Be as independent as you can. Look at alternatives to the financial system that we're dealing with right now. And most importantly, be smart don't believe anyone do your own homework do your own research and yeah that's it uh, thank you guys so much for watching thank you tim for uh, always uh being here stay tuned for more super desk if we are changed.org joined by tim pachette the liberty advisor and of course we will be going over all the latest economic news that's happening right now and of course as i've been saying from the very beginning of this the economic ramifications from everything happening will be bigger than actually what is happening. And that's exactly what it looks like it's going to be as it's being announced right now that trillions in spending could explode the U.S. deficit to World War II levels. Again, the United States is literally adding potentially $5 trillion at least to its deficit and... Uh, no people like, yeah, you know, not going to have any impact. And of course, it's going to have a very severe impact as we are only seeing still the beginning phase of a lot of the sickness spreading all across the United States as Donald Trump himself is bracing for a very painful two weeks that, of course, will correlate to a very unstable, very painful time in the markets and of course there's going to be other individuals who are going to be benefiting off of that we covered that on the main channel talking about the secret federal reserve bailouts but there's other large corrupt institutions like the imf if you haven't heard of the imf i definitely recommend you read the book economic hitman economic hitman great great book detailing the actions of organizations like the world bank and the imf but the imf right now is saying even right now that some banking systems may need help in in case of worst case scenarios and uh if you look at what the imf usually does they usually don't help people but again during these times there's a lot of news of bailouts there's a lot of news of more stimulus bills. well let's well, let's let's just, let's uh, let's uh, expand upon that a little bit so the imf and actually i do have the book right here so confessions actually this is the new version so new confessions of an economic hitman so i need to read the uh, the updated one but what the, what they what the imf does the international monetary fund actually acts like a bank the world bank actually acts like a fund 
the Federal Reserve is a federal, doesn't reserve anything. So what they do is if you're a country and you're in debt, you're Zimbabwe or whoever, they'll go, they'll give you a loan. Then you can't pay back the loan. And then they'll give you another loan. So that way you can make the interest payments on the other loan. And then when you eventually can't forfeit that, they'll say, oh, well, you know, these beautiful ports, these beautiful fishing uh, villages over you have over here, this beautiful agricultural resources or, or land or minerals. Oh, well, thank you. How about, you know, in exchange for, you know, this loan that we knew you could never pay back to begin with, we'll go, we'll take that. And then, uh, by the way, you know, to get you back on your feet, we'll give you another loan. And then, you know, rinse, repeat. That cycle goes over and over again. And that's how, you know, the IMF has basically been used as financial hitmen. It's, it's like the two, 2008 financial housing crisis, but uh, on a larger scale throughout all the other developing third world countries uh, that, of course, uh, the U.S. intelligence agencies work with and intervene with and end up essentially uh, just looting and robbing countries blind. Well, a very similar thing is happening right now. And, and, of course, when people are talking about bailouts, people are talking about you know, having government intervene, we have to understand, uh, usually when government intervenes, it usually makes the situation that they're intervening to a lot worse than it originally is. But there's a lot of talks about, uh, you know, bailouts of, of people working. Airbnb is even talking about helping out some of their super hosts. There's other news about a potential car bailout. We heard about the car industry bailout a couple of years ago, but we're hearing that right now as some news is coming in that the Ford stock could actually go down to zero and they're predicting maybe there could be even a total auto collapse in the United States. How are you seeing uh, the auto industry and other things in the market right now, Tim? Well, you know, it's probably a good time to, uh, and if you if you need a new car to hold on for a little bit longer, because uh, you know there's probably a lot of good deals coming onto the market. And because think about you know so many people who are out of work now, a lot of people spend you know way too much money on a car. I mean, actually, I drive a 2011. That's uh, you know that basically you know for me it's you know it's, it's a car just a vehicle. It's depreciating in value as well. Yeah, no, yeah, without a doubt. And so there's going to be, you know, a huge amount of people who, you know, a lot of people, they, they buy fancy cars, they try to impress people, uh, then they have to go to a job that they hate to, you know, impress people they don't even like. And so now they don't have the job. And now there's no one to impress because they can't go out anywhere. And so people are probably gonna be like, screw it, you know, this $500 a month uh, car payment, I'm just gonna go give it up. And then there's gonna be a huge glut of cars on the market, which is going to probably then drive down prices. And, uh, and so I mean, but there's always opportunities somewhere like I'm looking, you know, into getting a car, but I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll just wait and you know a couple of months here, and we'll probably get some good deals. But you know, but yeah, and then the look where a lot of these bailouts even went, like the GM and and Chrysler and all these companies. I mean, we literally bailed companies out in 2008, and then they used that bailout money to then shift their operations overseas. And then uh, you know, getting back to the yeah, air, and then continue slave labor. How many quote American companies are really globalist companies that depend on slave labor from other countries? I mean, it's just absolutely insane. If you look at this latest kind of sickness spread there's also some correlation with that with of course high numbers in italy being correlated with slave labor that they were importing from china there was a, a, there was this scheme going on in italy to have products that were supposedly made in italy but to do that the government of italy and china agreed to send a large number of slave workers to, to italy so they could technically say that their items are made in Italy. And, and, and again, this is happening all over the place. This is also one correlation why they're saying that the numbers of sicknesses in Italy has risen to the level that it has. But this also happens in the United States, happens in other countries. And let's not forget that this whole big globalization effort importing third world slave labor and depending on them, getting rid of our manufacturing, getting rid of uh, low paying and middle paying 
uh, class jobs in the United States all happen because of the wonderful plans by Henry Kissinger and, of course, David Rockefeller. That's another thing that people need to be reminded of, especially when the United States is dependent on many of their medical supplies from China. Because of slave labor, they save a little bit of money, even with shipping it all the way from halfway across the world, they still rather use unethical slave labor in China, which is absolutely mind-boggling and boggling. But now we're getting finally a reality check. Sorry, uh, Tim, I kind of went off on a rant there. Go ahead. No, and that's, uh, you know, everybody, everybody loves a good rant uh, every, every now and then. But yeah, so one thing I want to point out, and this is perfect because you're talking about big globalist con- uh, companies. Well, big globalist companies have been the one who've been the recipients of pretty much all the stimulus, all the quote unquote bailout money that's going around. And Really, what, what is going on is that money is then all going to the big S&P 500 companies. There's another index out there called the S&P 600. So the S&P 600 doesn't include all the mega caps. Even with all stimulus in the world, there has been virtually no bounce at all. And this is coming from a tweet that I'm reading, reading over here. This is the index that tells you what is going to happen with the economy. Deep recession, minimal recovery. So we're taking a look at the S&P 600. It's just been, you know, uh, absolutely decimated. Very, you know, small bounce in there. Nowhere near what you'd expect, you know, from what you saw in the S&P 500. And just, uh, you know, reading here from Investopedia, the S&P 600 is an index of small cap stocks managed by the Standard & Poor's. It tracks a broad range of small companies that meet specific liquidity and stability requirements, blah, 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 blah. And they have market caps between 450 million and 2.1 billion. So still... Big companies, but not the big mega companies. I mean, you take a look at you know something like Apple, who probably has you know two hundred billion in cash, and these are market caps of you know at at the top end as two point one billion. Now I'm taking a look at Morningstar.com right now, and let me uh, just get a better screen share going on over there. Uh, so what we guys can see down over here on a five year time period, the this has actually averaged negative two point six three percent per year. Meaning, if you all the gains you would have had from 2015 all wiped out year to date down 33%, one year, down 25, three year, negative seven per year for three years, five year, negative 2.63%. So this has been a bloodbath. There's been absolutely no no recovery in what's going on over here. Then we're taking a look at another chart. Which one are we taking a look at? The Russell 2000. This is going to be, this is more like the heartbeat of America in terms of the, the companies that, that the Russell 2000 represents. It's not going to have those big mega companies that we're talking about. It's, uh, you know, a little bit, it's sort of like the S&P 600, but, uh, but with 2000 companies, same sort of deal year to date down 31%, three trailing three year, it's average negative 6.94%, trailing five year negative 2.7%. What so what this means is you could have invested in 2015 and you would have been negative the entire time. So when Trump wants to talk about make America great again, he was just making the big globalist com- companies that he hated, uh, supposedly hated, they were the ones who were getting rich, not the small everyday American companies. And this this was already after this index before everything happened and kicked off in February. The Russell 2000 was a joke, you know, pretty much the entire time Trump was in presidency, almost nothing happened. To this now, I guess yeah, I guess there is you know a tiny little bump, but uh, even in you know so when Trump came in office, yeah, it was up twelve percent, and then it was down thirteen percent in twenty eighteen, up twenty two. Now if you're down thirteen, you've got to go up about twenty six to get back to even. So you know it's, so the entire Trump presidency what would represent this you know the small everyday American companies those have been losing money. Now it's not Trump's fault. I mean you could have elected Jesus, and this stuff wouldn't have wouldn't have been able to been stopped, which is ex- the exact uh, quote that I said in my first podcast I ever made. Now this is taking a look at the and I'm only 
point I am a financial advisor so every time I bring up a fund I've got to give all sorts of disclaimers provisos I'm not recommending this I'm just saying that hey we're taking a look at this fund right now that represent from fidelity that represents all global stocks minus minus America so even on a global level same similar bloodbath type deal taking a look at a five-year time period negative 065 percent. Now there are other famous kind of financial, but not other. I'm not really not really famous, but there's other financial advisors out there who are saying things like, "Oh, if you were just investing, you got to get away from American assets. You got to get away from the dollar." Well, that strategy would have still gotten wrecked. So you know, there's you know, I'm sure a lot of people can realize the person I'm talking about right now, but you know. With that person and myself, we were both into gold. Uh, I was into crypto. He wasn't. Uh, he's been big into international stocks. Uh, you know, I, I, for a little bit, a few years ago, I was, and then I, I pivoted. And essentially, but, but, but yep. hold on. If you're not in, if you're not investing in American stocks, what other stocks are you investing? Since again, all the other countries are being hit by this, uh, and of course, a lot of countries are not taking. No, I was saying international. I was saying international. Yeah, I, I was saying I was saying international. So people are saying move away from the dollar, and it was even the the other uh, international stocks have been getting you know, slammed as well. So on a five year, very interesting. The dollar has been going up, uh, but also China is reporting that they won't even have a contraction, which is also mind boggling as well. I'm going to call fake news on that. But yeah, I mean, I did see that. I did see the they're report. They're saying it, and of course, you can't. You just can't trust the Chinese government at all. So, yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm calling complete fake news on that with all their BS statistics. I mean, I wrote an entire book on how they rigged the American numbers. And that is because uh, it's important not just to say, oh, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. It's important to know exactly how they're doing this. So actually I have. So if you guys text change the news, one word, no spaces, the number is 71441. You'll be on an emergency backup text list. And then also you will get my uh, 2019 crisis retiring presentation and my book uh, called How It's Rigged, The Economy and How They Actually Do Rig All This Stuff. Now, switching gears. And it's important. It's important. To, it's not just the United States rigging this. The Chinese government and the Chinese economy is also rigged. A lot of it's, uh, you know, just dummy money is in fake real estate. That's why there's whole cities that are just totally, completely abandoned because that's how they calculate their kind of economic growth. And all of it is a farce. All of it's a lie. So, uh, again, just like uh, our markets are manipulated, so are theirs. Those are the two bigger, the, the, the two biggest kind of world economic markets. And, uh, I mean, this is another thing because if one market falls, the other market, according to some people, will fall as well because they're so uh, interconnected with each other. But I think what we're seeing right now is reasons why we shouldn't be connected, especially with the uh, with China wanting global hegemony over the United States. Uh, am I correct on that uh, assessment? Or what do you think? Or do you have anything else to add to that point? Yeah, no, I agree with this. We are such an interconnected economy that, you know, something that goes, the, especially with you know, the big S&P 500 type companies that they have so many profits overseas that if something is going bad over here, then it's going to affect something over there. We don't live in a vacuum. And so a lot of people think, uh, especially, you know, the, all the policymakers and people in Congress think, oh, we'll just we'll just tinker around with this little thing over here on the edge or tinker around with that. And what they don't realize is that when they tinker with something over here, it messes up something over there. Then they try to fix something over there and it messes up something over there. And, it, you know, it's also, I guess, so you can relate that a lot to the healthcare system. You know, people always want to attack symptoms. Uh, oh, you know, I'm overweight or oh, I don't feel good. So if I just take this pill, but then this pill is only attacking the symptom, doesn't attack the cure. And so ultimately the main thing, and this drives me nuts. So I see it in the comments like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to, you know, the feds being private, that we, our money is owned by the federal reserve. We have to borrow it from them, which is a private bank. We have to borrow from them into existence. And, the, and so we are essentially until that issue is fixed, I don't give a 
you know what about any other issue in the world be, until we get rid of the issue that means that I'm not a slave anymore. That means my kids aren't slaves, that your kids aren't slaves. That's the most important issue in the world. And people are saying, oh, well, you know, how come you guys are just talking about finance? Well, sorry, it, we're watching the complete collapse of the entire financial system and the Federal Reserve coming and making their move to own the entire world. And sorry, that's not important enough for some people. And this wasn't meant to start off being a financial show. And I guess we're this, this you know, is we're talking about economics in this video. But the, the Fed is making the move, and this is this is the most important thing. So I don't care about whatever political football issues going on. The fact that I'm still a slave, you're still a slave, your kids are still slaves, because we need to borrow our money from a private Federal Reserve that never had the money to to begin with, and then they come in, they buy up all the companies' bonds. Then if the company goes bankrupt, then they end, end up owning the companies, and then you've got you know a private central bank owning these companies, which is then the merger of the state and corporations, which is fascism. That is not, and, but I mean, technically, I guess it isn't because it's a private central bank, which is really acting more like a mafia, and which so in, in essence, uh, what they have is they have a complete uh, monopoly on the issuance and currency of credit. And then they have the monopoly of force being the government who will come with guns to basically kill you if you don't pay the interest. And yeah, and so for me, that's why I get riled up over this issue because it's, you know, it is, yeah, it's a boring issue. We're talking about lots of big words and, you know, it, it is very complicated, but the, the not complicated version of it is private people own our ability to transact and, and have free commerce. And they have been messing everything up. It's been going on for since 1913 yeah. and it's going to end at some point. And I'd rather have a peaceful ending of it than a Mad Max scenario. And how what the Fed is doing is they're going to make sure that it ends up being the Mad Max scenario. Yeah. And we don't have capitalism. We have now a, a steroided filled 30-day trial of communism for the 0.1%. So that's essentially what's happening right now. All of their profits, all the money that they made hand over fist, well, that's, you know, that's privatized. That's fine for the 0.1%. Everything else for everyone else, oh, yeah, you're just screwed. Uh, and, yeah, we talk about a lot of about the economic numbers because, again, the economic numbers do matter. I've been saying the economic ramifications might be bigger than the actual cause of everything happening right now with this sickness. Oh, 100%. And, uh, I talk about a lot of the social, political stuff usually on my main channel, but we're going to be doing that today on this channel. We're mixing it up because, again, sometimes, uh, the, the you know, the, 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 the economic – Federal uh, Reserve policies are way more important, and they do deserve all the attention. So we're going to keep mixing it up. Next video, social political updates about the latest information around this sickness spreading all over the world. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News.